Welcome to High Gluttony. I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two curious ladies who like to cook, smoke, learn, and enjoy a meal with friends. We invite you to join us every 10 days or so here at the High Gluttony Homestead and listen to us make a mess and have a lot of fun. (laughs) So step inside, Gluttoneers. Claudia's here. I'm here. Gretchen's here. Hello, Gluttoneers. (laughs) We're in a weird mood today. Hi. (laughs) We are in a weird mood. I mean, we could start with the the super sad announcement of the passing of this ginger cat. So that's why things have been a little weird. Extra weird. Bumming me out. It's been a little time, but my, my dear gourmet kitty has decided to be shuffled on from this mortal coil. A little sad. Plus, we're railing against the patriarchy today. So let's go boil some potatoes and pretend they're <laughs> testicles. How's that sound? <laughs> Fantastic. Some of them actually look like testicles today. So seems appropriate. <laughs> we're going to put these on kind of a low temperature. Yeah, I'm going for a four. Since my four. mine has a scale of a one to ten, I'm putting mine on a four. Okay. Finding my lid to keep the heat in the pot. Same. And since that's cold, it'll probably take a while. But since we've selected something nice and easy to do today, we figured we'd have a chat while our potatoes were boiling. We are doing a side dish side quest. Side dish side quest. We're ready. We are ready to accept this challenge. We're also timing ourselves again. We're going to do this in one hour. But we're excited. I'm excited because this is like a kind of a different potato salad from what I'd always had, I which was like a mayonnaise-based one. So I'm super excited for this, which is more mustard and like a lighter kind of salad. Definitely advertise this as a light potato salad. Actually, it's Mediterranean potato salad with mustard. I'm used to that typical style, the mayonnaise style, but I also love a good German potato salad that's got like a more of a red wine vinegar-based dressing. This one is very Mediterranean because it is a lemon-based and lemon and caper-based dressing. Which we both cannot ever get enough of. So this is (laughs) perfect for us. Give us all the mustard and capers and lemon. It's fantastic. We're also sipping on something that has some crossover ingredients, a Bloody Mary. Which we both crossed over the capers into the Bloody Mary. So, <laughs> and some herbs and some herbs. I actually have not had a Bloody Mary in so long and it's tasting so delicious. I have to like stop myself right now from just chugging it. Yes. <laughs> I know. I brought it over and put it in front of me. I'm like, well, this is, this is going to go down way too fast and I'm going to be a little drunk before we made our potato salad. Oh no. <laughs> Another reason we put other potatoes on low. You never know yeah. when we're actually going to get back to them. Well, we love to chat. (laughs) What are you smoking today while we make our potato salad and chat about lots of fun things? So I have made a blend of the nice Frida hemp that we got from Sites High Elevation and mixed that with the blueberry. Oh, sorry. I thought it was blueberry OG, but it's just blueberry G, blueberry G, which is a hybrid. Because I have been finding that those hybrids typically are the better way for me to go. They're, they leave a little more of my joint pain without bringing on some of the anxiety I get with the sativas. I'm hoping that the blend will help keep me on task today without, without depriving me of a high totally. 
What are you We're smoking? Find that balance. You're gonna find it. So I was gonna go roll a joint because I haven't had a joint in a long time, and then I couldn't find the tool I wanted to use, and then I was like, it's gonna take me way too long to do it without it. So I didn't end up doing the joint I wanted, but I do have a very fun orange daiquiri pen that's got lemonine and humanoline and caryophylline and some pretty high THC. So I'm I'm feeling good. I'm really enjoying it. I like the has an orange in the name of it. We're really you got blueberry, orange, we're doing tomatoes left and right. We've got herbs all over the place. It just feels like a very fresh episode. We are moving into summertime. That's part of why we're doing this potato salad because you need you need a good potato salad for all those summertime cookouts and we can introduce you to a new lighter healthier style potato salad even better yeah it's absolutely healthy everything we do on this podcast is like super super healthy so this is one of the better ones actually (laughs) but we're gonna tell ourselves everything we eat is healthy because it's food (laughs) yes it is food all food is good for you, right? Yeah. I'm going to tell my All food that. is good for you. It doesn't matter what you do with it. Absolutely. 100%. Everything we say is also hundred percent true. So oh, we are experts at everything, but speaking of experts at everything, I am not an expert on capers, but I did spend about five minutes looking up some very cool information about capers that I wanted to share with you today. Well, I'm excited. I would love to learn about capers because as much as I do know about capers and I've tried to grow them on several occasions, I have not had any success growing them, even though they're supposed to work in a Mediterranean climate like I live in, betrayers. (laughs) I have not yet been able to successfully grow a caper bush. Maybe your facts will help me with that. (laughs) Okay, let's see if they do. Capers are the unripened flower bud of a Caparis spinosa or Caparis inermis. Sure. Sure. <laughs> it, like you said, it is native to the Mediterranean area. So great climate for that is something coastal, something not too hot, not too cold. It's pretty close to the cabbage family, but it is actually the closest to a rose bush, hmm. like the plant itself is a little bit more like akin to a rose bush. Is it in the cat? It's in the cabbage family related to the cabbage family, but appearance wise. Yes. It definitely looks like a rose bush. It's got a woody stems and little like evergreen. I think they're evergreen, almost green leaves. And they're kind of small and round. Mm-hmm. So picture a rose bush, but mm-hmm. not a rose bush. They've been around for a long, long time. The one of the earliest mentions was Sumerian clay tablets, apparently, back in 2700 BC. Love saying that. But capers are found growing wild all over the Mediterranean, but they're cultivated in France, Spain, Italy, Morocco, and Algeria, and hopefully Gretchen's backyard. (laughs) Someday. (laughs) Someday. So like Gretchen said, it's got a lot of branches. It has thick, shiny, round leaves. The flowers are fragrant and this is showy with four sepals I should have looked that word up before I started talking about it sepals the sepals are probably what like we're really familiar with as far as the caper goes because the small caper buds that you see in the stores that would be the sepals I believe that would be the outer part of 
it's the part that like protects the petals like as the bud is growing and then once it's oh, open so. they're little green bits okay so if it were a rose it would be like the Those. very very base of that rose that mm-hmm. petals off yeah, yeah yeah okay and okay. green so it has four of those little green protective corners that fold back and then four white to pinkish white petals and then a lot of long violet colored stamens that pop out Hmm. so it's got it's like very even very like symmetric and then it has like all these long like violet stem like uh, stamens popping up which it looks really pretty in the picture so go google it yeah it's making me really sad about not being able to grow it So this says it can be grown from seed or cuttings and that the plants can last 20 to 30 years, but that it will take a good three to four years before you're going to start to get like yields that you'd want to see. Mm. Kind of like a wine. <laughs> like a, a thing. Grape vine, a grape, yeah. A, a wine vine. Yeah, a grape vine. <laughs> a wine vine. Some of them are. Just a wine juice wine. Harvesting is really hard. You have to do it by hand. So the little buds are so small and the machine, there's no machine that could pick them without crushing them. So they have to be pulled off individually. And that's what makes capers very expensive. But then after they're picked, they're dried in the sun, pickled in vinegar, brine, wine, or salt. A combination of those or one of those things. And then this is interesting. There is a type of like mustard oil that's released from each caper bud. Hmm. And some people say it kind of tastes like mustard or it tastes like black pepper, which I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I don't know if I taste black pepper, but I definitely taste mustard when I eat a caper. I don't know if I've ever thought about it like that because I've always just thought of it as caper. It's caper, (laughs) caper, it's its own flavor. So I will have to like really focus down on what I'm tasting on the next time I would just eat a bunch of capers. Just take a spoonful and concentrate. I don't mind that. (laughs) It sounds delicious. (laughs) Capers are really high in vitamins such as A and K and calcium, iron, and copper are actually present in surprising amounts in these little guys. And then that because of that, they can help fight anemia, can help with your blood circulation. They can help with your teeth and bones and protect from allergies, which is a good thing right now. And then they can help with your digestive system. More capers for everyone. Give us all the capers. I was wondering if maybe that's why I like them so much is like because of that, if they have like help fight anemia, I mean, I'm not like really anemic but I'm always a bit anemic. And so I wonder if that's part of it is that, that I crave them because they help my system. These little powerhouses are like calling to you. (laughs) This was super interesting to me. Capers are categorized and sold by their size. I didn't ever really pay attention to the fact that there were different sizes or even different words on the bottle of the caper bottle. (laughs) Right. I, I didn't, I think I sort of knew that just because like I've seen different sizes of caper flowers. Cause I believe you would be mostly talking about the flowers in that case. Cause the caper berries all seem to be pretty consistent in size. So I would think that because caper berries um, are different. Yes. Caper berries are the fruit of the right. bush and capers are the immature flower bud. Love them. So both. love them both. <laughs> give them, give them 
to us. But so this says that the smallest size is the most desirable of a caper, according to this. And that smallest one is the non pareil which I think uh, I see non-parel. Non-parel. Okay. Yeah. So that's up to seven millimeters. And then there's surfines, surfine, which is seven to eight. And then cappuccine, which is eight to nine. Capotes, I don't know, nine to 11. Venus, 11 to 13. And grusas, which is 14 plus millimeters. And the bigger they get, the stronger the flavor and the more acidic they get. So I would be really curious to try the Grusas. I'm going to have to spend some time looking at the capers in my stores. Right? This is exciting. I know. I'm, I'm, and, so, I'm like, got to get a caper bush. I know. <laughs> you, you, there's so many things you have to plant and do. Your garden is a beautiful struggle <laughs> yeah beautiful struggle is right I wonder if I should put it in a pot hang on oh Google that hold on <laughs> strong sunlight and an arid climate so you might even be able to grow them if you'd like Ooh, maybe I'll try and they yeah, also like have an olive tree yeah they it says yeah it has a hardiness range similar to an olive tree 80 degrees Fahrenheit to or negative eight degrees Celsius and can tolerate summer temperatures of over 105 degrees. Caper bushes for Rebecca. I'm doing it. (laughs) And develops deep root systems to better avail itself of resources in a difficult environment. Hmm. I have a spot that actually probably need to be, that needs to be where I actually put my caper bush because it's like a really uh, arid place that like hardly any, I can't get really anything to grow. (laughs) got a spot for it I just have been trying to grow close to the house maybe that is exciting nice it's interesting that the non-parel size is the most like sought after considered the finest when you say that the flavor gets more intense as they get bigger so yeah I'd be really I'm I'm, now I'm like I gotta go to the grocery store right now right now we gotta go check this shit out I know I'm very curious also I want to understand more about it and what like I I can imagine that's double the size since it's seven millimeters is the non-parel and then 14 plus is the gruces. But it's still hard to imagine like biting into a caper that big. But I wonder if since the flavor is already kind of like pungent to some people that that smaller one, like if it's already at that level for the small size, that might be too much for some people. I could understand why that would be the most common because it's the mildest. Yeah. And it's still like a caper is a thing you have to be ready for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've never, I've never really paid attention. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know this much about sizes of capers. So yeah, same, obviously no idea. Like Perfect. I said, I did. I just read capers on the bottle and that was, <laughs> that was done. the end of it. Yeah. I found them. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all I've ever done. Oh, it's capers. I have capers now. Uh-huh. Yes. Capers. <laughs> And then the last thing that is interesting, you mentioned the leaves, and I guess the leaves are kind of hard to find outside of Greece and Cyprus, but they're used really commonly in salad and fish dishes, and they're either pickled or boiled or preserved in jars with brine, just like the bud, which sounds also delicious. So when you grow your caper bush, please, please let me know how the leaves taste. I fucking will. I'm way excited now. I'm like, where can I buy a caper bush? 
now that I know you can eat the entire freaking plant, I'm like, yeah, please come on, caper bush. This isn't fair. And the flowers sound so pretty too. All of it. I want the whole package. I want the leaves. <laughs> I want the roots. I want the plants. I want the bl- flowers. I want to see it bloom. The whole package. Give it to Gretchen. That's it. Those are all of the interesting facts I could find in five minutes. My kugels. Oh, the, the flowers are gorgeous. Oh, they're right up my alley. I love a purple and yellow combo. Reminded me of your passion fruit. Was it passion fruit flowers? What was that vine um, you had? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a more of a like purple and white, but yeah, mm-hmm. like similar, kind of a similar hue because it's also got like a there's like a little bit of a green to the flower, like the white petals. There is a little bit of a greeny hue. So or is this is more of a butter yellow, in my opinion. Okay. okay. So it's That's totally fair. fucking different, Becca. That was why. Like not really, oh. but also, yeah, you're right. It's kind of the same. How dare I confuse <laughs> the buttery yellow with whatever the, green, the other white greenish white light yellow? Green. Oh my god. Such a pretentious fuck sometimes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's all the info I have. Should we talk about what we're making with these capers? Yes, we, we should definitely talk about this potato salad. We're going to go through That's the whole forward. thing here. Yes, potato <laughs> salad. Okay, I will read our ingredients. Our recipe comes from El Republic. It's called Mediterranean Potato Salad with Mustard and Capers. And we are using 800 grams of new potatoes scrubbed clean. I didn't measure. Gretchen didn't either. We're just, she said earlier, this is definitely just a whatever the fuck you want to do episode. So that's what's happening today. Two green onions finely chopped. One small red onion finely chopped. It didn't have a red onion. Gretchen's using shallot. I'm using a white onion instead. Five to six radishes, thinly sliced and julienned. I used three and chopped them instead. I don't, I don't want to bite into a radish slice in my potato salad, but Gretchen did slice hers. And not even properly. I did round way, lengthwise slices. Didn't realize it was supposed to be I, anyway, I cut them wrong. They were supposed to be like little julienne strips. I just oh, have like rounds. The yeah. little teeny matchsticks. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's hard. Okay. And then one small bunch of fresh basil leaves chopped. That's about four tablespoons. The same amount, four tablespoons of chopped dill. And then one tablespoon of capers drained, which we didn't really drain. We love no. caper brine. Yep. It's the best. And then the dressing will be five tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil, finely grated zest from one organic lemon, two tablespoons freshly squeezed lemon juice, one garlic clove minced. I pressed mine. Yep. Oh, you know it. My hands have been fucked up this week. No way I'm chopping that. Good. Yeah, that makes sense. And I used the right word. You did. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) One tablespoon grainy Dijon mustard, one tablespoon smooth Dijon mustard. Gretchen and I both have two versions of grainy. And then sea salt and ground black pepper to taste. Yay. They also noted celery is a good addition. I am going to put celery in it. And Gretchen's using peas. I'm putting some snap peas, some chopped snap peas in. I was going to do celery, but last night I looked at my fridge while high and went, 
that celery looks really sad and tossed it out and then forgot to buy more at the farmer's market this morning. (laughs) I bought peas. So peas are going in the salad. They're also in my Bloody Mary. (laughs) Yeah, more crossover ingredients. (laughs) Every time you say crossover, you know, I was telling you earlier about the Law & Order podcasts that I listen to. Multiple, yes. One of them, These Are Their Stories podcast, has little music cues. And so one of them is crossover, crossover. So every time you say that, I keep hearing crossover, crossover. It's the best because they do that when like they have crossover between the law and orders is that what they do. So if you have an SVU person on original recipe or vice versa, yes, crossover ingredients, (laughs) crossover ingredients, crossover people, lots of SVU or lots of law and order podcasts for Gretchen. They've been oddly comforting in my time of grief. So weird. I used to watch Criminal Minds like that when I was in like a not great place for a little while. Like more Criminal Minds? Yes, please. Weird thing. It's really weird. (laughs) And then special equipment, you used a mandolin? I didn't, but because I got fooled because we'll talk through the steps of the recipe next because I was, I for some reason was thinking mandolin because I saw slicing, slice the potatoes, but she has a weird method in, in this that we are not doing because I wasn't paying enough attention. So number one, (laughs) I mean, are you shocked? Are you surprised? No, you're listening to this podcast. There's a reason you listen to it. It's because we're not perfect and you like it. (laughs) This is amazing that you, we're even capable of communication right now. (laughs) I guess I should talk us through the, the method here. Actually, maybe we should run over, check our potatoes real quick, and then I'll talk through the method because they they need a minute to cool. So if they're cooked by now, we might be in a good spot to at least get those rolling. And then we'll just talk through the rest of the steps. I think mine are done. How are yours? Mine have not boiled at all. So I'm going to turn it up. (laughs) I'm going to drain mine then. Great. We're totally um, nowhere near the same page right now. Fantastic. Well, let's talk about this recipe try and stay on track here a little bit. Our method on this was, or this recipe is from lrepublic.de. I don't know. I don't feel like we actually said that. So the method as written, to as written and then high gluttony twist. (laughs) Step one, place potatoes in a large pot of cold salted water, bring to a boil and simmer until fork tender. 15 to 20 minutes, depending on size, drain, then peel the potatoes while they are still hot. So this is what we are not doing. We actually already cut our potatoes up because, and I had not realized that it was a slice situation versus chunk. We can discuss why that might be in a minute. So we are leaving ours peeled. We both decided to fuck off with the peeling. Step two, meanwhile, in a small bowl, add the dressing ingredients, whisk to combine and set aside. That's fine. We have no complaints about this instruction. (laughs) Hi, Gluttony approved. Step three is slice the warm potatoes into a large serving bowl. Sorry, we already did our cutting for the day. So no slicing will be done by us. We did. So I don't, that's hot still. I don't want to slice and peel the hot potato. I think my grandmother used to do it that way though. For, for some things that she used to make is that she would boil the whole potatoes and then slice 
then peel them, then slice them because it just means like it should just come just right out of the peel. Rub it off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess so. I, if you want the peel off, it's right. An well, easier a, way to get it off. It's a way to cook it with while maintaining that nutrition. It's like you keep the peel in there so that the some of the nutrients from the peel can leach into the potato itself during leaky, leaking. <laughs> Sorry. during the leaking <laughs> during the cooking i just like it's a little bit of time it's leaking into the potato god i can't talk today it's a great leaking process <laughs> okay so you can maintain that good nutrition stuff but without having the potatoes in the finished product and if you're doing it with the potato and you want it sliced i you know i could see kind of why they did it this way but i used a small fingerling potato so i just cut mine into little quarters and the or halves and quarters depending on the size and you used a more of a round potato but mm-hmm. you put it into eights yeah i told Gretchen I would prefer the peel off but I'm not I'm not interested in spending that time or energy on taking it off so I like it today so you're working with your warm potato <laughs> halfway through step three before we went on that three minute side quest <laughs> So while the potatoes are still warm, you're going to put the dressing on them and toss them gently and then leave them for five minutes to allow the flavors to combine. (laughs) Then we are going to add in our onions, our radishes, our herbs, and our capers and toss well and let sit for 10 minutes before serving in order to allow the flavors to mine. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This is going to be delicious. I know. So we didn't end up using any special equipment then so far. And Not basically so what we have to do left is just combine all the stuff we've chopped and boiled. Yep. That's it. So what world level are you going to say this is? Oh, this is totally a world level one. You can hack this together however you like, but it's not going to take you anything special or any real advanced education to put it together. So this is just something nice, easy, hopefully not too labor intensive, depending on how you deal with your potatoes. Yes. To peel or not to peel that is the question. I say not peel. The peel is healthy, but there are applications where it's less than helpful. I should probably check my potatoes because they turned yep. them up. Okay. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. But I think we've gone over everything. So we are ready to move to the kitchen and our, our time challenge is one hour. And I feel like we're going to be done in like 15 minutes here. <laughs> First time we'll finish when we're supposed to. Here we are in the kitchen. In the kitchen. I've got my potatoes just chilling in a bowl over here. Unpeeled potatoes. Yeah, fuck peeling. Peelings make, peeling makes my answer. I don't peel unless I have to. That makes sense. All right, I'm still not boiling. Oh, what the fuck is going on with <laughs> your stove? I guess I didn't turn it up. <laughs> Sheesh. The flame is on, right? <laughs> yes, on. I feel like I need to shout out the new the new toy that was given to me. I mean, what it's not it? really a toy. So it's this weed, this thing. It's called from a company called Weed Jits. Okay. <laughs> I love the name. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a little joint holder. Now, I love the one you got me for Christmas, mm-hmm. but I also, it's very delicate. And so it's oh, not necessarily it's a like little, a, like a, it's not a, an everyday a, it's not a all the time kind of joint holder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has a little case. So there's a silicone mouthpiece that will fit different types of filters that you can buy on the internet. So if you want like your own like filter, a, an additional filter, because it does have like a screen inside and you put the little filter in that way and the joint in the other end, then you smoke it. And when you're in, 
in between, like if you're out and about, it's got a sealing case that reduces the smell. So it's like a silicone sealed case where the joint is like sealed inside. So the aromatics won't get out of your purse. So if you're not finishing your joints all the time and you're like out in public, this is a really good thing. But I did put it down the other day because I forgot to put it back in the case and then I lost it because I could not figure out where I had set it down. <laughs> <laughs> but highly recommend if you're smoking partial joints a lot of the time, like I do. That mm-hmm. sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really nice. Joints to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm but, boiling. Yay! Good news is, is it's been warm all this time. Like, So the potatoes have been cooking this whole time because there's been heat applied. Uh-huh. So hopefully so it not. It's not a forever game now. Right. Um, probably just a few more minutes. Okay. Not totally tender all the way through. Well, I guess while we're waiting on yours to cook, we could p- assemble the dressing. Okay. That sounds instead great. Of just, instead of just standing just here sitting with here. thumbs up our butts going, <laughs> what do we do? What do we do? Are we supposed to be doing something? I have got a little bowl over here. And I did just measure my mustard straight into it because I was like, I'm not getting another container dirty. <laughs> and to that, I already did add my lemon juice and some black pepper. Okay. What's next? <laughs> olive oil. Olive oil. All right. Five tablespoons of olive oil. Mm-hmm. And then we've got zest and oh, you already did lemon juice. Did you? I did, did you my juice. Zest? I I had not done my zest, so I'll put my zest in there now. Zest, one garlic clove, pressed, pressed, not minced. How, who who would get that confused? And, and you did pepper and then sea salt. And then I need some sea salt. So I'm going to get my grinder out and I guess I'm going to whisk this up with a fork. Probably not that fork because I've eaten off of it. That looks nice. It's got a good consistency. Tastes good too. Yeah, very pretty too. Mm-hmm. Well, right, I'm boiling, gonna... boiling. You're boiling, boiling. <laughs> boiling, boiling. I'm going to dress mine since mine are starting to cool down. Perfect. Lost some dressing out the side. Oh. Which is probably fine because I did the whole dressing and I have about half the amount of potatoes that I'm supposed to have. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Extra sauce. Extra sauce. And now we wait. My potatoes are done. I drained them. Finally. Yay. Yay. What's our time check? Uh, so you mean total time since we started? 50 mm-hmm. minutes. Ah! <laughs> but you've already got your dressing ready. So now that your potatoes have drained, have you already dressed them? No, I just pulled them out. So they're still like pretty steamy. Okay. So I'm going to let them cool just a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. I do approve of this already. I've been snacking on mine. Ooh, it's good. Exciting. I think I made more potatoes than I realized. Oh, really? Kind of. I think that was the problem. Oh, that, yeah, that could be. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to start throwing things on my salad. Okay. That's exciting. Um, I'm eating capers. Mm, Capers. Putting in my peas. I put some basil in. Here comes my dill. Green onion, shallot, and radishes. And capers. Does it smell so delicious? Yeah. Yeah. Got a mixy mixy. Mixy mixy. This is kind of fun. I like the addition of the radish it adds a nice red color yeah that bright line mm-hmm. I never used to like radish I think it was too intense for me but now I really like it me too I've had a similar radish revolution in the last couple of years 
I really like just even, did we do this for something like a thin slice and then olive oil and lemon and salt on it? I don't think so. Mm. We might've talked about it at one point, but I okay. haven't actually done it. Well, I think I've seasoned this perfectly. Mm. It's really good. And I love the dill. Mm. I'm almost sad I used shallot instead of red onion because I think the red onion, again, like the radish, add, would add a nice color. Mm, that makes sense. But the shallot is nice too because it's it's a different hue versus like the red onion would be really close to the radishes I have. Yeah. Okay, I just mixed it with the dressing. Great. I'm going to have some more Bloody Mary. Ooh, where's mine? I'm obsessed. With the salad? It's so good. Oh my gosh, what's your favorite part? I don't know. Because it's got, I love the radish with it. I've never put radish in a potato salad. I really like my addition of the, the peas. And you could do that with just like fresh spring peas too, if you want it, just toss them in. But you could do like snow pea or the sugar snaps like I've got. They're really okay. good. And then, yeah, the, the like nice herbaceous notes from the dill are really nice. Can you taste the cilantro? Wait, is there cilantro in this? No. Oh. Basil. 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 Yeah. And, and the ba- basil adds like a really nice warm, like spicy note to it. So mm. it's all, uh, it's all tasty. All and, yeah. All right. I'm going to add my ingredients then. I'm envious listening to you. I expected to like this. Okay. But I am absolutely obsessed with this now. <laughs> That's so awesome. Especially because it's pretty easy. Like world level one, like you said, the easiest, the easiest. I really also like that I left the skin on these little red potatoes for color. Yeah, I bet. And I forgot to cut up my celery and I do want it in there, but I don't want to cut it up. So (laughs) (laughs) not happening. Fair enough. (laughs) Obsessed. Okay. Okay. Gretchen's a fan. I'm a fan. I can't stop eating the salad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take my first bite. Oh, wow. Oh, I forgot my capers. Oh, no, not forgetting the capers. Crucial, crucial. Mm, okay. Yeah, that is wonderful. Mm. It's like, why is my Bloody Mary so spicy? It's like, oh, it's probably all the horseradish that just fell to the bottom. <laughs> Found breathing, it. Breathing fire for the next three hours. <laughs> all right, let's get a caper in here. Yeah, that caper is essential. Oh, that's so good. You can taste every component really well. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm, that is so good. It's only going to taste better. Mm. I know. That's going to be amazing tomorrow. Yum. Well done. Yeah, go us. Woo. Long distance. We did it. Was that an hour? (laughs) Long distance. Yes. (gasps) Almost exactly. We are amazing. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. We'll see you again, potato salad. Yes. All the time. All the time. It's so good. Oh, I love it. I love discovering new things. It's awesome. I had a few bigger capers in my pile there too so I'll have to measure and see where they fall on the new scale we have of caper size mine says non-pareil as well so yeah imported non-pareil because as we know the USA was not really on the list of places it's cultivated mine's from Spain okay delicious Mm, this is perfect this is a perfect summer afternoon potato salad absolutely doesn't have to be cold. Doesn't have to be hot. Just going to taste perfect whenever you serve it. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And Gretchen said from the beginning, it's a do whatever the fuck you want with it salad too, which 
is perfect when you're overwhelmed with the other dishes you're making. So what, what, (laughs) yeah, whatever, whatever veggie you got uh, in the fridge, got some old broccoli, chop that up and throw it in. Maybe try that. Cause like with this nice lemony dressing, that's going to work really well with a lot of different things. So you could do chopped kale in there. You could put, you know, do some chopped cauliflower if you like. Oh, 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 the pickled cauliflower from the pickled sandwich. That would be so good. Little chopped pieces. Oh, mm. Mm. fuck yeah. Or carrot. I could or do carrot. a little like, yeah, like julienne. Carrot. Carrot. Mm-hmm. Or grated. Maybe not yeah. grated. Maybe not grated. Yeah. But some other, anything, anything, anything. anything. Soft, yeah. crunchy. This will hold it. I do wish I had celery. I might cut off celery and put some in. I, I really liked having the crunch of the, the peas. So yeah, I, I, I think, think I'm missing that. It's, it's a nice mix of textures. Since you got the radish, which is pretty crisp, but not crisp in quite the same way. Like the pea and the celery would be a little bit more comparable. Yeah, give you that. Uh. But world level one, right? You agree? Absolutely. Right. I... Still had issues boiling the potatoes and world level. <laughs> I mean, it's boiling potatoes. Like boiling is boiling. There's only so much you can do about that too. So it's true. I, even world level one, I'm going to find a way to make it hard. <laughs> well, we will, we will try to post the recipe and our thoughts on the website. And if you head to the website and they're not there, we're working on it. We're doing our best. Thank yes. you. <laughs> It's a lot going on. <laughs> Hopefully things will calm down a little bit and we can both catch up on some stuff, but mm-hmm. that might be a bit more to, than we can hope for. We'll see. We'll see. Until then, off we go. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Off we go. Woo. 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 <laughs> <laughs>